This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is such a great idea. Um, March Madness wrapped up earlier this week. It is like um, probably the biggest college sports tournament in the world. If you didn't hear it, um, UConn won. Yeah, the UConn Huskies ran away with the tournament this year. They won just about every game they played big, big time. Millions of people watching, millions of people wagering on the basketball games, right? But there's a much cooler March Madness that's been taking place you might not have heard about. A lot of you have, I'm sure, but not everybody. The March Mammal Madness running at the same time. It's exactly what it sounds like. Instead of 64 basketball teams squaring off to name one ultimate champion, it's 64 different species of mammal head-to-head in battles to determine which mammal reigns supreme at the end of the day. It's the 10th annual version, and guess what? It's not over. The ultimate final will take place tonight. It's an awesome idea, and it is the brainchild of a group of scientists, including Katie Hind, who is a biological anthropologist at Arizona State University, and she joins us now. Katie, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Shay. I'm really excited to talk to you about our simulated animal tournament. We're not actually fighting the animals, just... That's a good point. That's a very good point to make. We're not actually pitting the animals against each other in a cage to see which comes out. This is all, it's a theoretical battle, right? Yeah. What we do is we we kind of calculate probabilities of outcomes based on what we know about the animal's adaptations, their weaponry, their anti-predator defenses, how they do in different habitats. And the scientists calculate an expected outcome. We use a random number generator to probabilistically determine the outcome. So there's occasional upsets. And then we craft a sports-like play-by-play uh, <laughs> spectating summary um, from the scholarly literature, from research about the animals, what we know about them in natural history. So we take all that really jargony, dry science writing, and we turn it into a play-by-play of what happens if these animals were to encounter each other in a particular habitat. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. How do you put this together? It's a bracket system, just like we're all familiar with when it comes to March Madness. Who determines what species are going to be involved, how the divisions are shaped? I mean, what goes into putting together the original 64? Yeah, that's a great question. It's um, it's a lot more elaborate than your typical election Sunday for basketball, in part because we actually have expanded it beyond mammals. We look at organisms across the tree of life. We've even had plants. We've had fungi. And what we do is every year, the scientists and, and some of the artists and, and other volunteers on the team, we look at, you know, interesting animals and we we figure out, okay, is there a category that, that we can make a division around? So let's have cold adapted species or uh, sometimes it's how animals are named. So uh, things like antelope squirrel and squirrel monkey are mammals, but they have two animal names in their common name. So we'll have an entire division of two animals, one mammal, right? Okay, gotcha. So we just, every year it's different, and uh, we never have the same division twice. 
Never have the same difference. What about seeding? Who determines what the seeds are? Because that can make a big difference. It, it definitely can, especially in the first three rounds of the tournament. The better seeded species gets home habitat advantage. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> so the seeding is largely based on body weight, right? How big okay. and powerful is this animal with the expectation that predators, they punch above their weight. So they're seated a little sure. bit better than you would expect just on their body mass. I mean, once you've won, can are you out? Like you've done this for ten years now, and I imagine uh, you could you could have like uh, I don't know maybe a, a a silverback gorilla that would run away with it every year after year after year. And, and indeed, silverback gorilla was our champion in twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. So what we do is um, once an animal has been a champion, they kind of. They don't really come back for a few years, in part because in order to make it to that championship battle, like we're going to have tonight between the Wolverine and the Okapi. Yeah, and i got to talk to you about that a little later. Are, oh, yeah, yeah. It means that the animal has gone through five battles. So we've already talked a lot about what we know about them. We've covered a lot of their science. And so to keep things you know, fresh and novel and introduce players to new species, we we kind of a winner kind of takes a few years off before they're invited back. Gotcha. Okay. Now I had the big show. I had to look up an okapi. I, I didn't even know yeah. what it was. And when I looked at it, and I thought, okay, first of all, how did this get into the final? Someone's pulling some strings here, Katie. Because I mean, it, it looks like it, it looks like a, a child's drawing of put together four different animals all into one animal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a giraffe mixed with a zebra that lives in the dense forest of equatorial Africa. Um, and that's, I mean, and then it's, it's going up against the wolverine, which those of us in North America are very familiar with. And so this is part of the heart of the tournament. It will, there'll be fan favorites, well recognized species, and then species that many people have never heard of. And this is a chance to kind of showcase the kaleidoscope of the tree of life. And it's grown year after year after year. I mean, how many, like tens of thousands of people are following along and, and, and playing along this year, right? Oh, hundreds of thousands, Jay. We, wow. um, we actually have a whole bunch of matching like classroom curricula, lesson plans for teachers, and, and we interact a lot with our teachers because it turns out we just started this as a fun lark on Twitter. And teachers started using it and then writing to us and saying, hey, have you thought about, and, and over this decade, we've actually built this really large partnership with educators. And uh, they tell us how they plan to use it and who they're using it with. So this year, 2023, over 6,500 educators told us they plan to use the tournament with over 650,000 learners. Wow, I mean that's amazing. Like you say, you started it as a lark, as something to do to have a little fun. You had no idea it would grow into something like this. I'm sure. No, not at all. Not at all. It's now that like it started with just me in 2013, and and my friend Chris helping me out from grad school, and now we have a team of over 50 contributors, artists, librarians, educators, conservationists, geneticists. It's this amazing, and it almost everyone started out as a player that loves playing had something that they thought could make it even you know more amazing and were and showed up and said hey what if we do this hey what if we do this so it's it's this amazing collective of this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You know, incredible, talented people that put it together. And and it, it's such a, it's almost like a festival tournament performance science event. And and one of the things I think that's been so spectacular about it is that our motto is if you're learning, you're winning. It's not yeah. just about the points you score, right? Because you can have like, you know, the best compliment we can get is if somebody's champion loses in the kind of battle that we've laid out, but it was such an exciting story of science that they don't even care. And we get that feedback all the time. Okay, couple of bones to pick. You had a pride of lions that beat a whale. Why did one whale have to fight a bunch of lions? Yeah, no, that's a, so. We last year we had a division called Mammal Collectives, and these were um, these were combatants that were based on you know English phrases like a pride of lions. That term is five hundred years old. It can be read in the Book of St. Albans from the 1400s. And things like, you know, a, a, a sleuth of bears or a murder of crows. Some of these terms are really old, but they're a quirk of English. And sometimes they're applied to animals that aren't actually social or cooperative or live in groups. Mm-hmm. So the pride of lionesses do live in groups. So they were they were the, the winners out of that division. Yeah. And then we had... Um, queens of the sea and sky and so these were amazing female animals um from you know that live in the ocean or that are you know like really cool raptors that fly the skies and and grandma orca ended up being the 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 winner of that division and so they met at the end um in the kelp forest and since we use a random number generator that's probabilistically you know it, it determines the outcome based on probabilities Last year, we had a really improbable outcome where the orca fought the lionesses in a kelp forest, and the lionesses were able to uh, really held the battleground, and Grandma Orca swam away. Man, oh man. Okay, what about, um, I, I hear, uh, going back through the history of this tournament, that <laughs> you uh, you did something really awful to, 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 to the proud and noble beaver, beaver which is... Um, sort of our, you know, it's our beloved animal here in Canada. Yes. First round yes. departure for the beaver? Yeah, this this was a very controversial outcome. <laughs> so one of the things to keep in mind is that animals that go deep in the tournament, they're going to be there for four or five, maybe six battles. So you can't tell everything amazing about them in the first battle. And so the beaver was up against this, uh, this monkey that lives um, in Central Asia, and is really, really aggressive, like throws humans, like pushes humans off, you know, these kind of high mountain trails is very dangerous. But we were saving that for a later battle. And so it was kind of a first round, you know, the monkey intimidates the beaver, beaver has better business elsewhere. So the beaver beaver went about what it does. And um, (laughs) the Twitter outcry about that was not quiet i i i like was afraid people were going to show up with torches and pitchforks could, could, especially among our canadian audience because this was clearly unfair and could the beaver get a do-over or once you're in the tournament is that it you're not allowed back in 
No, some animals come back. So, for example, Okapi, this is the first year they've ever been featured in the tournament. But this is Wolverine's fifth shot at tournament glory. But they've never made it to the championship until tonight. <laughs> um, are you going to place any bets? Who who are you picking to win? What do we have? We have the Okapi and the Wolverine tonight? Yes. That's that's the this is the twenty twenty three final is the two hundred and seventy five kilogram giraffe. It's it's a cousin of the giraffe, the okapi, and versus the seventeen kilogram wolverine of uh, the northern hemisphere. It's got to be the wolverine, so, right? I mean, come on. It's you know it's uh, as Alex Trebek would say, it's anybody's game. <laughs> I will be tuning in to see, um, Katie. I can't wait, but like I say, my money's on the Wolverine. I, I expect many people have that as their champion. But uh, Okapi, you know, was the division winner of the Mighty Stripes, and she's pretty impressive, too. Okay, so, so, so what, gonna, what did it beat? I, I guarantee it's going to be exciting. What did it beat to get to the final? Do you remember? Uh, so, the uh, well, yeah, I do. It, it beat a uh, striped hyena, a kudu, um, a striped mouse. That was the first round. It was, it was, a, it, Okapi was the one seed and it, it had, you know, as we know, the brackets kind of favor the one seeds in terms of their route to the, yeah. to the championship. So, uh, so Okapi had, um, a striped mouse, a mongoose, um, a kudu, which is another large hooked mammal. It's a deer. Yeah, it's an that one that lives on the savanna. Um, and, um, and then in the last battle, the Okapi defeated a Hyrax. Which is a um, a very it looks like a groundhog. It's a gopher. You and I could be the hyrax, Katie. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you say? It's a gopher. You and I could take out a hyrax. That's not a fair fight. And, well, and you know the hyrax came out of the um, out of the itty bitty comeback city division. <laughs> so we had a lot of our a lot of our little guys don't really make it very far in the tournament. So we invited um, some past combatants back. In a in a division of littles, and so the Hyrax was the division champion there. Um, in a uh, shocking, unexpected turn of events, when Heat Otter was eliminated in round one, Ooh. round two, round two. <laughs> It's so much quite fun. a wild three-week ride. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, and it all ends tonight. Um, Katie, if people want to check it out, what's the best way of doing it if they want to follow along? Yeah, so what they should do is they should um, Google search or their preferred search engine, um, March Mammal Madness and uh, ASU. And it will take them to the library guide, the lib guide, which has all sorts of ways of following. And they can follow on Twitter. <laughs> That's okay. a hashtag. <laughs> no, I've got something in my throat. <laughs> I'll get. I'll take it from Sorry here. If you go to ASU.edu, ASU. you'll find it. Exactly. Okay. Um, so it's on Twitter, but then we also have a YouTube video that will come out in the middle of the night. And some other stuff. Sorry. Okay, Katie. I'll let you go. <laughs> I, I, this sounds, I can't thank you enough for being here, and uh, have fun tonight. I'll be watching along. Thank you for being here.